Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where, where nothing's off the, the table cuando estás entre comadres. We are very happy to be coming to you from the beautiful Old Town Salinas. And, Salinas, California. <laughs> and also from Salad Bites Media Headquarters. And With yeah. our near sign, too, in Old Town. Ooh. It's fancy. <laughs> you know what? Unpopular opinion, really quick. Well, actually. Let's start first. Hold on. Yes. yes. Right, hold let's on. We'll get to that it. later. That's we'll get into it. <laughs> yes. Before we go off topic like always <laughs> you did it i know the, i know you bait me and you know that i'm always gonna bite <laughs> like, dang it but anyway welcome all of our comadres listening to us in podcast land and our compadres as well because today we have a compadre in studio yes. introduce yourself please guest uh hi everybody my name is nick Lusni from Sel here in salinas um yeah, do a little organizing here in the community with um, you know a couple different orgs, uh, Agents Check of Change, Eight Three One, Salinas Valley yeah. County Homeless Union, yes. um, and you know these comadres right here. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, it's all family and it's all love, and just really happy to be here. Yeah, yes, we're um, glad that you're here. We're thank super you happy for you're here. Me. Yes, and we'll get into our topic today. But before we do that, I'll go ahead and say it, man. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. You're like Sheldon. I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. It's just gonna. It's gonna bug me. I'm gonna go ahead and go on record right now. And I know it's an unpopular opinion, but this the arch. I feel like good initiative, bad execution. Mm. Salinas, like we have so much culture, we have so much swag, we have so much sauce here. Mm. Like you feel me? Sauce. I we like got that. Some fucking default ass letters. Like it's a Salinas, you feel me? Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. the font looks we like put salas. default yeah. Microsoft <laughs> 2021. Like you know what I like mean? Times like, New Roman or what, what is it? it? <laughs> oh right, old English. That's, hey, that would have been cool. Hey, that right? would have been dope though. I'm not yeah. saying exactly old English, but I know a couple homies that I could just name off the off tops of the dome. We can name five right done now. Some dope letters. Yeah. You feel mm -hmm. me? Yeah. Like yeah. if we're gonna invest, like why don't we get some amazing font? Like there are so many artists, and I've said this on the podcast before. We're a mecca for artists. We draw people mm -hmm. to this area, uh, you know. And we're really lucky to know artists. a lot of them here in Salinas. Yeah, not Super just, hella lucky. Not just people who are homegrown, who are hella talented. Shout out the homegrown area, Mar. Mm -hmm. um, yep. You know what I mean? Like, But like also <clears throat> this area calls to artists to come here to create art as well. There's yep. something about Salinas. So for me to get our big kind of shining jewel on the top of the crown. I feel like they went to like keepsake and got me a fucking engagement <laughs> wing, bro. Like, keepsake, you yeah. just said keepsake. Like, this, I'm done. Like, Comun y corriente, way. Like, you feel me? <laughs> like, I just... Every kiss begins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. I okay. want something unique or whatever. So I like the idea that we got the arch. I mm. love that there's like a, a Finally a something like that. that yeah. yeah, there's like a an anchor. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's a... Again, it's supposed to be our crowning jewel. Well, I'm just later. gonna say maybe later. Yeah. Maybe later. That's like hundreds of pues thousands of dollars way. That's pues we're, gonna, we're gonna have to live with that shit for the rest. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know a couple <laughs> folks that could have done it better. Here's my my <laughs> you thing heard about it, the Uncle sign. First. <laughs> my thing about the sign is um 
well, one, how much did that cost? And also, like, how are we going to invest that money into making a sign into downtown when they just got revitalized, right? Not mm-hmm, too long ago. Mm-hmm. And how Still how many potholes and other things have yet to be filled? Exactly, on the east side? exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, Thank you. Like, let's put an arc like in the Alice Cell or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Like, or just fix the roads, put some street lights. You know, like I don't know. You There's know a what? big old fucking we dip too. We should get the arc in the Alice Cell, but it should say the Alice Cell, exactly. and we should yeah. get some oh, like dope, dope artists to do it. Isa, 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 like, or yeah, Isa, welcome Isa, to. Oh. Isa, oh, dude, that'd be fucking no, dope. it should say the Alisal. Uh-huh. I just like Isai like that. No. Uh-huh. That just sounds like... I, l- I love that. <laughs> I just like it like that. Maybe it that could be like homage. the subscript, you know? Right? I like yeah. the down there. <laughs> In old English, they're like the... I was trying to explain like the like script. the sad girl eight three like sad girl well, cursive. You, well, you see my my jacket. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like trying to explain the script to my mom, and I was all uh, like, you know, like prison writing. And she was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, there's no other way. Yeah, like, yeah. Like tattoos, you know. You know from, yeah. I don't know. What Feel era. me, like very Chicano, mm-hmm. late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Classy. Anyway, <laughs> back on topic. <laughs> Anyways. <folks. laughs> So today on this episode, uh, we wanted to have our very good friend, Nick, which I we've pretty much known him for basically a year already. Well, myself. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're yeah. a little further than that along in our relationship, yeah. aren't we? Nick? <laughs> <laughs> we go back. Yeah. We go, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've, I've known you because of all, like, you know, the work, the active stuff that you've done and organized mm-hmm. with everything, which super thankful to know you. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, all this, the shit going on with the Asian community, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is... It's fucking whack, bro. It's like, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's upsetting. It gets us upset, mad. Because, again, I have Filipino cousins, Mm -hmm. my little Mm -hmm. flipsican babies, you know. Mm -hmm. And then when I see that, it's like, if they would hurt them or my goddaughter, oh, all hell's going to break loose. Like, why, who, why would you do that? And unfortunately, it had to do with our recent, our back in the day. Well, now I can say back in the day, um, Presidente. Yes. Trompas, yeah. you know, he's the one who pretty much started the whole, what's it called, the Chinese virus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's where, well, we Be, we brought Nick yeah. on to the show, <laughs> yeah. obviously, because you, you know, are of Asian descent. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I think that's really important when we talk about things like this is to give people that are from that community the platform, right? And the opportunity to, like, speak on it. So, like, I know for us, like, viewing it from the outside, obviously, I'm not Asian, mm-hmm. like, 100% Mexicana, <laughs> orgullosamente, <laughs> but I got mad love for all of my relations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I, I think that for at least for myself, I'll speak for myself. Like viewing it from like the outside, it did seem like Trump kind of started off this whole like red anti Asian rhetoric mm-hmm. because yeah. I think when it comes to like minority group. Asian folks kind of fly under the radar for all intents and purposes, right? And they're like a lot of the times known as like we get we can get into like the good immigrant, bad immigrant yeah, narrative and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The model minority and like Asians are looked upon as more favorable as opposed to, you know, people who are more melanated. Like let's just be yeah. real, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So again, when it comes to like the plight of you know, kind of minorities and stuff like that. I think that Asian Americans get a little bit less of the outward uh, racism, Mm -hmm. right? 
And obviously, like, our black brothers and sisters get the worst part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, and then it just kind of trickles down from there, right? But I think with this one, like, for it to be very targeted towards the Asian community is something that at least, like, for our generation was not something that we had particularly experienced on such a national level like this. Mm -hmm. But, like, speak on it from your perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um, And thank you for having me. I think that's... You know, one thing that 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 I like to think of and kind of like center on is like, you know, you're saying, Sam, and since like you're on the outside looking in and, you know, like and I, and, I, and that's true. Right. We have like we have to understand we all come from a very unique perspective. Right. And and our people come from a very unique history and our struggles are all um, different and varied. Right. So uh, and at the same time, there's just like a deep level of like interconnectedness between all our struggles and these For histories sure. um, mm-hmm. that we share. And, you know, like a lot of folks are, are noticing and paying more attention because the spike of of anti-hate uh, acts and speech in, that we've been seeing in this country and around the world, attributing it to Trump. And, and I think that Trump represents, you know, a catalyst for an increase in violence against Asian Americans, but it, he doesn't... He doesn't represent the, the beginning of that. And there's a long history of that right. um, that I definitely want to like kind of kind of d- dive into, uh, which we'll get into. I mean, I think one thing that I do want to kind of like touch on is that idea of the model minority myth. And like like speaking of kind of intersectionalities between our identities and how we become so separate and divided, you know, within BIPOC, you know, communities of color. It, it, it's all it's all by design. And that's important sure. to recognize. Right. So so when we do say like your struggle is not my struggle or what about us or like, you know, whatever, like. Like all these kind of different types of sentiments that we hear in the media or just in conversation with our families even. Uh, you know, the model, model minority myth that started in the 1960s, you know, during the, you know, the civil rights movement, the black free, freedom struggle is perpetuated by, you know, the media, journalists and politicians saying like, hey, look at these Asians. They did, you know, like they just put their heads down and work and like, why are y'all <laughs> complaining? They're, um, you know, and they're getting ahead economically and all these things like that. So... Assimilation, I think, was a big part of Mm -hmm. it, was that they said that, like, Asian Americans assimilated to American culture, um, you know, more quickly and adapted, you know, more efficiently, I guess, Mm -hmm. is kind Mm -hmm. of what what the narrative was, was pushing towards. And so they wanted the rest of, you know, the minority groups to kind of fall in line and do Mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah, and definitely, and, you know, one thing that, that, they don't talk about is that like you know really that's like a it's a colonial tactic of like you know divide and conquer right like the 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 greatest fear that you know the system has is when we see the intersectionality of our struggles and actually actively work together in solidarity to um you know overturn these systems uh so like you know they don't talk you know they always you know the the narrative is like asians don't resist there's they're quiet and passive and things like that but they don't talk about um you know like yellow peril for black lives like in the bay area just in Berkeley, how, you know, UC students were showing up to like free Huey Newton rallies and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talk about the the, the Delano grape strikes, right, yeah, with, you know, the Filipino community. farm workers exactly. and, and Latinx, you know, Mexican farm workers. Um, so like, you know, there's a there's a deep history, you know, at the same while, you know, there's a deep history of of, of hate uh, towards the to the towards the Asian American community. And there's also a deep history of resistance that isn't talked about. Um, so I think it's important to kind of recognize both of those things yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah. and i think that's one of the you know when when we talked about having you on and stuff what you know one of the things that we really wanted to do with this episode is like we realized that like the demographic of our city is like you know over 70 percent latinx identifying yeah. mm-hmm. and in that it's majority mexican yeah you know there's 
you know, Madeleine is getting down with the pupusas. I don't know if she lives in the Salina city limits or not, but you know, there's <laughs> Salvadorians hanging out out here. Yes. You know, I got a compadre that's got some Puerto Rican in him. You feel me? <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, there's a little mix or whatever, but the majority of Spanish speaking people here, you know, in our area are, are Mexican. So we really wanted to talk about like the intersectionality of our struggles. And mm. I think one of the things that I saw a lot in the comment section of you know different things that were getting posted up about you know both the it's so funny to me because a lot of the times when like these things happen they happen like you know like parallel to each other right so like that you know we see this huge spike in like violence towards asian americans mm -hmm. and at the same time there was a huge spike in violence towards street vendors that are yeah. you know a lot mm -hmm. of the times predominantly yeah. latino as mm -hmm. well you know what i'm saying so like as these two things are happening i'm seeing a lot of people in the comment section on one or the other talking about you know having that like what about ism yeah. you know what i mean conversations and it's just like bro like I hate you know that. like the the well, what about street vendors? No one's talking about street vendors. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like it's not the time to, you know, bring. I had a conversation like that today. To to bring attention yeah. to street vendors because, you know, we need to stand in solidarity with our Asian community and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Like, I, I, I refrain from giving my energy to, like, the internet mm -hmm. because it's just a slippery slope, yeah, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, before in our, like, our pre-interview, you know, when, when we were doing, <laughs> getting ready, Frenchie was like, oh, show me on Instagram. I'm like, I don't care. I don't have Instagram on my phone. <laughs> but you're going to show me later, though. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I just keep that, like, that helps me to keep balance. So, like, but we do have this platform mm -hmm. and I know that the people listening to it, hopefully, you know what I mean? will at least have an open ear to, you know, and be receptive to the, the things that we're going to talk about and the types of things that we want to say. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I do want to say is like, I'm Rasa, like I'm so disappointed when I see our own gente yeah. engage in the what aboutism and the oppression Olympics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the you know oppression I mean? Olympics. That's, I like that. Yeah. Like, well, we're more oppressed. Like, your attention should be here. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, I always go back to like one of my favorite quotes, para todos, todo. Like yes. for mm -hmm. everybody, everything. Yeah. And when we think about a lot of like the, the, our, the freedom fighters and our heroes of, you know, the revolution, whether, you know, it, across any ethnic, you know, board or whatever, whether it be the Malcolm X of the worlds, you know, the, the Huey P. Newtons, the, all of, you know, the Zapatas, the Villistas, all that, you know, it's all about collective liberation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we forget about that so, so often. I feel like we forget about like in the fight for our, you know, what is important to us, our people, you know what I mean? And, and our liberation, we also have to have intersectionality in that fight because they're, we're fighting for collective liberation mm -hmm. and, a, and, and injustice to what, what's the quote An injustice to someone anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. And again, I feel like so often I just want to like shake people and remind them of that. You know yeah, what I mean? But it's just yeah. at the we end like, now, we just got to remember we have to be, we have to have each other's back at the end of the day. That's what it is also. We have to be remembering like, yo, like you're going through it. I'm going through it. You know what? Let's have each other's back and go through it. Not together, but at least fight it together. 
go sure. forward with it. And that's what, like you said earlier about like the whole internet thing. You're like, you want to beat someone up over your comment section <laughs> and all that bullshit. <laughs> I know that I had a conversation with that today. We were talking about one of the, you know, incidents where like in Chicago, a black man was literally Spartan kicked an Asian lady going to church. Mm. And instead of the people helping her, these people just closed the doors in the hotel. Like, see nothing, oh, know yeah, nothing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah we saw mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like, the person I was having this conversation with, she was like, well, where's all these Black Matters? Well, Black Lives Matter people, yeah. where are they? I'm mm-hmm. like, no, dude, like, you can't do that. And, of course, she was, you know, Mexicana, all, you know, and I'm like, you, and like you, like, I can't put my energy towards that either. I'm just like, you know what? Unfortunately, you have that mentality. I can't get you out of it, and I'm not going to argue with you because yeah. there's no point, you know? Some people are just, like, resolved to, like, not hear you. But I think for the people that are genuinely asking the question of, like, well, what happens now? Like, where's if the if the if the question is genuinely, where's the solidarity? Mm -hmm. I think that's a different question than, well, what the fuck? Where are these folks? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there's it's the intention. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And I do think that we lack solidarity. I think that that's a valid question. Where's the solidarity? Mm. And that's, you know what I mean? I, wh- where is it? Yeah. Well, like, and we, we, we have to, I, I, I had a, a DM conversation with, with a young cat uh, who like had DM me and was like, oh, I saw like the video that Brown Issues had posted or whatever. And like, I agree with everything you're saying, but um, I had made a reference to allies in the video and he was like, but like, we don't have any allies. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. I was like, I'm sorry that like, I feel like I said first, you know, like, like, thank you or whatever. But like, I'm also, I'm really sorry because I feel like you're speaking from your experience and I'm sorry that your life experience has been that you don't feel like Latinos have allies, Mm-mm. but where I'm at, I we feel do. like we do have allies. Like, Next one I, of them. Yeah, you got exactly. our back. You got your got back. You. And, and, I, and I gave him certain, certain um, examples yeah. of like, you know, how there is solidarity in Monterey County uh-huh. and, you know, some different orgs that exist and, you know, and, and work that has been done and organizations coming together and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, my reality is that, there is I, I do feel like there are allies for the Latinx community outside of us. Mm, you know, uh-huh. I'm like, I go. But at the same time, like. How dare we ask anybody else to care more about our communities than we do? Mm, mm. Uh-huh. I can ask for allies because like I feel like I'm doing everything that I, I like. I can't like. Not everything that I I feel like I'm doing as much as I can right now. Mm-hmm. There's still more of me that I am going to give to this fight and to this struggle. But like right now, I'm feeling I feel like I'm going to my capacity of what I can give to this. Right. And I care about my community and I actively work to see a bet a change and a better community like for where. Yeah. Where I, mean, I live. That's you know us three thinking and wanting the same. Cause I know Nick, yeah. you've been like, you've been out there, dude. I know I'm in this whole like <laughs> homeless group with you and I know I'm MIA, but boy, I'm just tired from work. But I see the messages. <laughs> don't think I don't see them. I do see them, but I know you're out there. Mm-hmm. You, you make the posters. You, you do a, literally a lot. Tambien. Like, and so again, we're very much appreciated like what you do. And 
you know, because you you you're a teacher, right? Like, you know, you do all these things and you teach things, you learn new things every day. And then you mm. live up in fucking Oaktown, dude. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm actually not teaching anymore. So I was oh, I was living in but you're still a teacher. <laughs> for a number of years. I teach in different ways, I guess yeah. you could say. But yeah, I mean, since the pandemic hit, I basically, you know, moved back home um, and I got laid off from education in June mm. of 2020, you know, and this is as the George Floyd's uprisings were happening, you know, was on unemployment was able to to like really organize full time and i think that's what kind of like really thrust me into the movement and you know and and i was very thankful for that right because not everybody could do that Mm -hmm. um and you know back in february i got hired at the food bank for um second harvest of for santa cruz county so i've been working there um for for since february but um yeah i mean i think this whole um what was the word that you used sam this what about us ism or what was it what about ism what about isms and i think that's i think that's i think where that comes from for me is the idea that you know, I, I thought a lot about this is that, you know, I think we're measuring our power and success of our movements in the wrong way. Like, for lack of a better word, it's like, I, you know, we, we say like we, we think that we, we, we gain power and we gain success in our movement. We gain wins is when we get validated through some type of institution, whether it be, you know, policy and the government, local to federal or the media. And really, we have to think about like, all right, our, the success of our movement is our relationship between each other. And if we're yes. constantly arguing and, you know, like, what about us? Or like, why are you not, you know, showing up for us? I showed up for you. Like all these mm. other things. It's really like, you know, it's just like capitalism within a, you know, a, a, you know, radical organization. It always just like all these kind of narratives infiltrate our, our minds. And we kind of have to like, you know, think outside. Um, like you said, like it's it's. It's all of us or uh, not just some of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like Fred Hampton said, we, you know, we fight racism, not with racism, but we fight it with solidarity. So what does that exactly. look like? And you talked about capacity and that's something that, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like now that I'm working full time, like I can't, I can't wake up and, you know, like make a flyer, mm. go to like, you know, uh, a board meeting, which starts at 10 in the morning. Like nobody, like, it's I don't. Not, it's not easy anymore. <laughs> I that can't. Monterey County budget uh-huh. meeting at two. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for public comment. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I've been doing is just really like divesting my energy from, you know, trying to get any type of movement or, or reaction or handout from any type of, you know, institution. Because, you know, like for me, like you know, it's just, it's, it's fruitless. It's like, you know, you, 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 you spend all this time electing progressive officials. And even if they have the best intentions, the system just works against them and and like strong arms them. And there's no real way that, you know, we can make effective change. So we like thinking like what I like to tell people, it's like, yeah, let's like defund the police, but let's think beyond defunding the police. Like how do we build our own programs? Um, Like, and you know, I think, right. And you know, when, when, you know, when we talk about these programs, it's not just like, you know, legislation, it targets certain communities. You know, you're talking, about the George Floyd bill. Oh, that's for black people. You're talking about the GMAC. Oh, that's for like Latinx people. And you mm-hmm. talk about like the, this anti, you know, Biden condemning, you know, uh, Asian hate. Um, so like these very targeted specific communities and really like it's the fact that you don't want to give resource, the resources that people need in the level that they need them to all communities. So exactly. that's why we're fighting against Ooh, each other. I can feel yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can feel <laughs> I it. No, right keep now. going, keep um, going. But um, so like, you know, it's, you know, fuck colorism, but it's like, at the end of the day, 
we all need the same things. So I'm yeah. not just saying like, oh, it's about the human race. No, it's like, you know. <laughs> hierarchy yes, needs. We, we talked yeah. about this, Sam. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's like the Maslow's or Maslow, whatever. That and actually, I just said in, sorry, really quick. Someone said it's not even Maslow. That if you take it further, it was it, that actually it's from like an indigenous group ah, or whatever. See. And I was like, I have a note somewhere that I'm going to like be like, oh, fuck. Because I wrote it down really quick in a Zoom meeting. But yeah, one of these days I'm going to be correcting motherfuckers and be like, nah, it ain't even Maslow, yo. Actually, <laughs> it's right you. here in my notes. But, you know, just but some colonizers stealing exact, more shit. Exactly. Um, but the hierarchy of needs. Yes, Get back to it, so, my dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, it's, you know, people think that the solutions to these problems of like, you know, whether it's vertical, horizontal, di- you know, diagonal violence in, with between and within and you know our communities like around. it needs to be like around and to our communities mm-hmm. like needs to be some complicated solution but really it's like give people what they need um and we'll figure the rest of the shit out you know it's exactly. like like so it's kind of you know food shelter housing mm-hmm. housing you know that's like basic clothing mm-hmm. right you know um sense access of, to health care yeah higher education yeah. like uh-huh. that uh-huh. build yeah. on sense that, of yeah. belonging you know intimacy and so you know at the top is you know self-determination so this idea like we have destiny and, and control over our own, not only our own futures but the futures of our community um so so when we oh, talk about oh brother <laughs> yes <some> yes <laughs> um and when we talk about you know <laughs> you know sustainable programs and it's not like I'm not talking about welfare um, because you know that shit's racist. I'm not talking about public housing because we know that shit's racist. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like community-led, community-built programs that are not aren't even nonprofit, but really just like community members showing up for community members. This is like uh, land trusts, mm. community land trusts. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like because that gives the power to the people. Literally, mm-hmm. the community owns that, and they determine what happens there based on the community's needs. So long as it's serving the needs of the community they can reinvent that that land or that parcel or that you know we don't need fucking buildings anymore yeah. tear it down yeah. we need mm-hmm. we need land to to <clears throat> grow crops and and we have a community garden whatever it is like when you give the people the tools like you said they will figure the rest of that shit out mm. but they have us all in survival mode and and i think back to like colonizer mentality you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and a lot of what that is a lot of my the work that i've done personally in decolonizing myself and my mind and my food and and all of that work is to come out of the scarcity mentality Mm. so many of us live in that mentality without even knowing it that there's not enough to go around mm-hmm. because literally the system sets it up that way. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. It's, it's oh, there, yeah. there isn't enough housing in fucking Monterey County. That's a fact. <laughs> like, Fuck, no, you know what I'm saying? No. Like, but, but the thing is, is like that, that is a symptom of the apparatus working. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like it's built into that to keep us in that scarcity mentality. Yes. The, the reality is, is like we can we, we can solve world hunger right now. Mm-hmm. We produce enough food. Yep. The land produces enough food and we have so much fucking waste that we could literally end world hunger right now. Mm-hmm. And not all we have to do is change how we distribute the food, yep. not how much food we grow. Mm-hmm. There's not. And so once once I started to analyze things like this, it's like come out of that scarcity mentality. We are abundant. 
there is enough of everything to go around, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like when, when we have those what about isms and the oppression Olympics, it's because people are so afraid that, that the spotlight or the attention is going to come off of their cause and no one's going to care anymore. Which is not true. There's, there's enough to go around. There's enough liberation for all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's enough food for all of us. We just have to break down the systems that hold it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that hold it captive, right? Because we don't have to change anything about how much we produce. Mm-hmm. We just have to change the distribution of it. That what's all world. That's it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all, you know, mm-hmm. so come out of that scarcity mentality, folks like and and again, a lot of my my work that I do in, in decolonization is is to do that headspace work of like there's enough for all of us. Mm-hmm. But you can't just say that you have to really believe that, you know, and yep. I do believe that. Para todos todo, because there's enough. Yeah. There's enough, my people. There is enough liberation for us all. I promise mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food, food, and housing in particular. That's something you know, like working for water. the food, food bank. Yeah, water too, right? Mm. Don't don't let Nestle privatize water, folks. Exactly. Do yeah. that Google search. And the fact that we have to pay for this shit is just like that <laughs> is <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, like like why why are we angry about you know like some other ethnic group coming in and you know taking these resources when we should be talking about why the fuck do we have to pay for them in the first place you know like housing food you know these water like basic necessities healthcare right these should not be expenses half my check right there yeah it's crazy (laughs) it should Uh, not be out of reach yeah Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like people want to we live in a capitalistic society Mm -hmm. right so like we need to buy things with money like that's that's how it works but not not only do we live in this capitalistic society where we need money to survive but we need an exuberant amount of it Mm -hmm. in order to survive comfortably and Mm. that's it like the thing that's like crazy wrong like yeah yeah apart from so many other things but one of the and you talked touched on it briefly um and and the top of the podcast but one of the things that i i had talked about with somebody else in a private conversation was um they were like again one of the things i hate well what has the asian community ever done for us (laughs) and i'm like first of all you call yourself a christian (laughs) (laughs) and in your uh abrahamic religion Uh that you subscribe to i was like they say that you should do things you should give for the act of giving yeah not because you expect something in return Mm, you know what i mean i was like Mm -hmm. so you're not a very good christian to be asking why why should we show up for them because they haven't shown up for us your god Mm -hmm. tells you that you should just show up for your fellow man that's what your god tells you but apart from that, um, there is a very lengthy history, you know, like you said, of, of our struggles being very um, interconnected. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a history that nobody talks about because, again, they're afraid of our solidarity. That's yeah. like the, the thing that they're most afraid of. But one of the easiest ones to talk about quickly is everybody attributes the Delano grape strike to Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers Movement. But very few people know that that grape strike was actually started by a Filipino um, Americano. Yeah, Filipino um, uh, 
farm workers started the grape mm-hmm, strike yeah. and Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers joined them in on that strike. And it was their combined forces mm-hmm. that had that huge effect and led to the changes that we saw later on down the road. Yeah. Right. That was mm-hmm. one of the videos um, I had to watch for um my my brown berets like homework stuff like that so oh, nice yeah yeah because yeah so you know i'm still in it all whatever but we had a, that was one of our assignments to watch videos and that was part of it you know delano 19 september yeah. 1965 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's one thing you know we were at the rally um you know a few weeks ago at sherwood park yeah. and and that's one thing where the uh the unity clap comes from you know we talk about mm-hmm. cesar chavez and, and dolores huerta not as much as cesar chavez but you know it's like you know uh larry log who's who was an organizer for farm workers you know he was a masterful organizer in the way that he kind of connected and, and built the movement within the people and for the people but you know he just didn't like being on in front of the camera yeah, so you yeah. know it's part of like you know part of personal choice but also just the way that kind of history you know is written to to, to, to again exclude the narrative of solidarity uh intentionally um yes, but you know very with, intentional yes. because words are very powerful mm-hmm. and our history is very powerful yeah. and if we don't know that someone said to me one time in college i can't even like very very early on in my college career said um he who wins the war writes the history books and i mm. never forgot that because yeah. i was mm-hmm. like fuck it's true <laughs> that's why we don't know half the uh-huh. shit about what really went down because they write it from their perspective and they purposely exclude the narrative of solidarity yes because that is detrimental to the system mm-hmm. you know yeah, and, and one thing that, you know, I also like to point to, it's because, you know, there's plenty of histories of, like, you know, Asian-American and Latinx solidarity in the United States and, you know, Asian-American and Black, you know, and then, you know, like, um, Black and Brown struggles for sure, like, um, you know, but I also like to think about it kind of, like, on an international level in terms of, you know, particularly with, like, the, you know, Latin America and Asia, uh, particularly, like, Southeast Asia, like, how, how like, the, the imperial state of America has enacted such similar patterns of violence in terms communities, mm-hmm. and that's why we're here in the first place, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I think about, like... Uh, Honduras, El Salvador, um, Guatemala right now, like all of these, the, these, these countries where a lot of like asylum seekers are coming from are, are coming uh, to the border because of like U.S. foreign policy of, you know, yeah. U.S. backed coups, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, implementing these puppet dictators who, you know, like withhold resources from from their own communities for, for their own personal profits, um, you know, literally, literally training these these paramilitia you know forces that become gangs and they, 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 that's how then yep. why they're fleeing so much mm-hmm. violence in, our, in their countries you know um and so when we look at like vietnam and cambodia and the philippines like like it's you know we talk about um you know food access right mm-hmm. and like how and and how we live under a capitalist society therefore you need capital in order to buy food or sovereignty over your own land to grow it right so so all these you you know u.s foreign policies is really to protect multinational corporations to appropriate the land and labor mm-hmm. of our people and that's why we come to the to the to the gates whether it's you know uh ellis island or san francisco bay or 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 you know through the port of tijuana wherever it is um you know even florida right like wherever you're coming from it's because of like the same shit that the system is playing so when we talk yeah. about like yeah we don't need to be in the same organization 
organization together or we don't have to have been in the same march together at a certain point in history to understand that our histories are intrinsically linked and that we have to fight against the system in order to find liberation for our peoples in this country and abroad, right? And abroad. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So, so kind of building this international struggle. And Damn. then, and again, also like recognizing like, you know, like these aren't like passive immigrants because even, you know, we talk about, we talked about like the, uh, you know, street vendors and domestic workers and things like that, 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 saying that, oh, you know, these folks are just really hard workers and they put their heads down and like, you know, they just want to make a, a, a better life for themselves and their mm -hmm. family. But really, you know, understanding not only the resistance within our within the history of the United States, but in like the struggles of our people in the country against U.S. imperialism. Ooh, um, so the like, homie Nick just dropped a million dollars <laughs> worth of game for free, free uh, game, y'all. Damn, school of um, down. And like that shit like really gets me excited where, where I start, you know, learning about, you know, uh, Bolivia and like, you know, like all these resistance movements and, you know, anti-capitalist movements like the, you know, the Communist People's Party in, in the Philippines, like mm -hmm. um, and the People's Army, like that stuff is like, yeah, for sure. Like they took some wrong turns here and there and, you know, went too far right, went too far left and kind of lost their touch with the people at certain points. But really, the sentiment is still there and they have that self-criticism of like, all right, how are we showing up for our people? And so how yeah. can we learn from those movements mm -hmm. and say, hey, yeah, we could do all we want here in the United States and make our make, you know, our situation better and we get you know all the material conditions we need but you know all that wealth all that all that access to that power is built on the backs of our people back in our home countries mm -hmm. and it's like how do we so like it's like you know constantly you know like and understanding what that looks like that's not something that i've really kind of wrapped my head around but it's something i'm continuing to think about right yeah. um you know like right now it's just like how do we build that here how do we build that solidarity how do we build these programs that we're talking about that meet those basic needs across all our communities that are without and then from there like you know building out i mean I, you know i think you know defunding the police also we need to be expanded upon defunding the military right and that's yes. you know another conversation that we could Not have just the right? military but like the military industrial complex mm -hmm. because it's like defunding the police goes into like again the military industrial complex the prison industrial yes. complex and then mm -hmm. also the school to prison pipeline yeah so mm -hmm. when you defund what and and you know ice as well and mm -hmm. you know all of that so like when you defund one it it's gonna have a ripple effect on everything else right so mm -hmm. i think that everyone fighting all of those struggles their work is important and it takes all kinds and i think all of us working towards collective liberation in our own different avenues is what's really gonna uh revolutionize the world right like mm -hmm. um hopefully yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully right yeah um so yeah i i i'm so blessed i, I like again i really do mean that that was just like a hella free game right there for everybody <laughs> listening like i feel like people are gonna be like wait wait, wait pause go back like <laughs> let me look that up what did he mean by that like yeah. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's it goes deep and to have someone break it down the way that you just did is hella dope <laughs> <laughs> thank you sam yeah i mean you know this is the shit that just like i mean i you know i think like the, the main thing right is like and i think that's what's really cool about what you're all doing here it's just it's really political education it's like how do we raise class consciousness consciousness how do you radicalize like our friends our family you know like you know um and so 
I mean, I think we, we often feel hopeless because we feel like we said, it's like this competition and this like, you know, capitalist mentality of like, they're getting more attention. So like, I'm jealous, you know, but, yeah. but really like the question is, it's just like, oh, it's not what about me? It's like, all right, how do we, how do we create these systems? So we don't have to depend on the, you know, the whims of the state to pick and choose who gets what at what time at one, one particular moment, because they want to pacify the, the loudest people in the room or wherever it is, you know? So it's like, how do we create these systems to make, you know, those those old antiquated systems you know late because I, I like to say you know just declare like this is a late stage capitalism like this shit is going to fall right so it's like how I do love we love that <laughs> manifest that shit right manifest like, it, yeah you know? just declare it uh-huh. and, and we are seeing a little bit of a pivot starting yeah. to happen mm-hmm. right yeah uh, um but yeah i love that i'm going to start declaring the same shit <laughs> there's power in words it, it really really yeah. is yeah. there's so mm-hmm. much power in words so yeah Late stage capitalist, but say it again. Late stage capitalism, that's the yeah, era we're in. Late stage mm-hmm. capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at you guys. Like, I'm just you know learning what? everything. My, I'm going to blow my dad's mind with that shit. Watch yeah. this. <laughs> I talked to him, but we have it. For me, for me it's, it's actually very real because I, I mean, I think about. Um, you know, I've just been doing a lot of, you know, research on like Marxism and just like, you know, this whole idea of, um, you know, his, it's called historical materialism. And it's so, so it's just the idea that, I mean, similarly to, to like how, you know, life evolves, right? It's that we have like this, you know, they have the idea of like evolution and, you know, natural selection and, you know, these kind of like random mutations and therefore like through natural selection, like the species develops over time. But at the same time, you have these mass extinction events, right? These ruptures Mm -hmm. in time in which, you know, after which biodiversity just like these huge like events, right? Explosions, right? right? Um, And the same thing is true about human history in, in the way that, you know, and when I talk about material history, means like how 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 material um how material resources are exchanged in an economy right Mm -hmm. so thinking about like feudalism right the the idea of like monarchs and things like that um thinking now thinking about the american revolution you know they they like to sell it as um you know a thing of ideals where we're like you know these these people fighting for freedom equality and justice Mm -hmm. and liberation but really it's like a you know uh an emerging capitalist class of these Mm -hmm. like colonists who are like trying to be wealthy but you know these monarchs are saying no you gotta like pay us and so really it's um so really that's that's the you know the it's not about the enlightenment it's not about the birth of democracy it's about the birth of capitalism right so so now how now freedom and justice yet it's literally written into their constitution that black people were like two-thirds of human beings and shit like that you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying exactly so it's like oh uh, it's beautiful the way you're trying to package it but like it doesn't matter if you give me shit in a beautiful box and with a bow it's still Mm -hmm. shit like (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I love exactly, that like, imagination yeah. right there. No, uh-huh. well, that's, no I, say I know. That often about like the police, you I know, know what I mean? And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, reform," and, da, 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 oh, gosh, and I'm yeah. like, "Dude, uh, it's that's another it's bullshit." Right there. <laughs> if you want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, package it up in a pretty bow. Uh-huh. It costs taxpayers a lot of fucking money but it's still shit mm. the only reform i'm interested in and the only one that i think is actually worth fighting for is to end qualified immunity yeah yeah after mm-hmm. that i've i'm like you know no, abolish the fucking police exactly. abolish ice yeah. 
Burn it Say all it louder. Say it louder. Do away with it. It doesn't fucking work. Like, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. work. It, yeah. it hasn't worked. It's still not working, and it will never work. Yeah. Basically, as you said, punto. It's mm-hmm. not going to. Yeah, and, and, you know, kind of going back to, you know, the, the idea of, like, what do we do about this, you know, spike in Asian, uh, you know, anti-Asian hate? Um, and, you know, it's like we have, like, you know, even some of our elders in the community, you know, talking about we need more police presence. But really, that's... We're like, no, no, no. No, no. We don't need no, that. That's no. not the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think it's, you know, it's a knee-jerk reaction that we have to say, like, oh, there's an increased, you know, spike in crime. So, therefore, we need more police presence. But really, that's not the solution. And That's... Yeah. that's I feel like that's the narrative that is force fed to us mm-hmm. that like more cops equals less crime. But in reality, that's not. That's well, obviously, look what happened yesterday the after the verdict. Yeah. Two more black people got shot by officers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, I had to pretty much tell one of my, I'll say friends, friend today, like, do you feel safe when you see a cop? She's like, well, not anymore. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, I've never felt safe <laughs> Like <laughs> since I was little. I've always been scared. Uh-huh. You know, when you're scared, I mean, when you're little, you see the p- cops lights and you're all excited. You're like, oh, my God, you know, no, nah, not me. Mm. I was like, fuck that. Go faster. Like, you know, I want to yeah. leave, Wait. you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's a, the the, pr- the problem with not just policing, but the entire criminal justice system. Right. It's, it's just a bunch like, of bullshit. Yeah. And, and you and you target individuals to make examples out of them. Right. So like Derek Chauvin, like is supposed to be have been made an example out of. But really, it doesn't address the root issue of the crime, which is over policing of communities of color mm-hmm. and like the racist ass police. Right. So. Um, so I, I don't understand. Like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. OK, I'll say. My thing was is like I don't I I understand I get it that people are I understand people who are relieved about the verdict but I don't understand people who are very happy about the verdict. Does mm. that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Because I'm like why are you happy that you're we're being given what we should have been given all along. Yeah. Like, it it you know took 330 like, days for them to actually convict this, you know, say that he's guilty. Well, all America, the whole world all, saw it. No, but not just that. I mean, there were so many people I know that were like holding their breath for it because they were just like, what if, what if mm. he does come back? You know what I mean? I was one of those people. Whatever. I was you scared because it's happened I, before. I, I, I was one of those people, yeah. you know, holding. So, for me, it was just like a, a big sigh of relief of like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. We all, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay, finally. I'm like, they, I fuck, I cried. They did what yeah. they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's all it was, was like, you just did what you're supposed to do. You don't get a fucking cookie for that. Exactly. Right. And the fact is, he's still, he's going to be isolated from everyone else in the prison or jail, wherever he's at. So he's still being taken care of. I don't know. I, I'm going to. I'm. I still feel that he I is. I still want to wait until the sentencing. I feel like the sentencing will determine truly. Like I heard he the, should be getting like 45, 48 years or something no, like that. No, I think I the, the maximum, minimum is 12, right? And then the, max and the is maximum like is 40. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. I heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just feel like the sentencing is really going to gauge the temperature of white America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They couldn't. I feel like the past has determined that like we'll burn shit down. Like yeah. Rodney <laughs> King, motherfuckers yeah. rioted, like, you know, mm-hmm. and by all means, if that's how you feel, then then 
by all means, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I saw a video of a, a, a black woman. And she was like, you know, they're saying, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you guys burning your own communities down? And she's like, we don't own shit. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. own these fucking communities. This shit ain't ours. Mm-hmm. That's why we're pissed. We yeah. don't own any of this mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so like, if that's how you feel, then feel that. You know what I mean? Like, you're feel all your feelings. That's mm-hmm. we're entitled to all of them. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cu- couple um, things. Oh, sorry, God. No, no, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the guest. Um, I mean, you, I, I I feel you, Sam, and I, I think it's like you know, it's like a it's a sigh, it's like a sigh of relief, an exhale, right? Uh, you know, particularly for the family of George Floyd, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to we have to give space for that, and like you know, this it isn't justice, right? You know, and I was this is kind of what I was getting at. It's like this justice system tries to make an example out of one person, but it does not address the root cause mm-hmm. of of the hurt, right? Um, um, and nor does it provide any type of healing, right? Um, real healing is, like we said, defunding and abolishing the system that got us here in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, or at least ra- radically transforming it because, like, obviously this shit isn't working and it continues to to, to incarcerate and murder black and brown bodies. So, um, we didn't even get fucking 25 minutes of the George Floyd verdict being read aloud mm-hmm. before... We had another black baby murdered. Yeah. 15 years old. Exactly. 16 years old. Oh, 16. Yeah. And and, and one thing that's, you know, yes, right? That that exact example. And then it's like, you know, I, I think about like in the beginning of summer when like the Minneapolis like city council was talking about, you know, disbanding the police department mm-hmm. and we completely forget about that shit. And we're happy with like, okay, now he's like being, being convicted. Um, so I don't know. And everyone claps and they're like, okay, yeah. let's get back to it. Uh-huh. That's the shit that bothers me. Don't be talking like, about no. this is a victory. This is, this still, is justice. This is, it's just one step. Using those like, further into what we need to be Mm -hmm. needs to be done stop using the buzzwords this is like a like if you think that this is a victory the motherfucker you're playing checkers and not chess like this Mm -hmm. is this is the battle not Mm, the war this Mm -hmm. was a and and it's a small battle at that because it was a fucking obvious one yeah Mm -hmm. it was an obvious one this this was a fucking issue whenever there's video like that it they should all be a fucking slam dunk yeah. And the fact that America was hold, like melanated America was holding its breath for it. Like that says so much about this country. You mm-hmm. feel me? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And so. So, yeah. So I think if you if you're oh, fucking Nancy Pelosi saying her bullshit on. Gracious. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Let's get back to our Asian American <laughs> community. One of the things um, I wanted to talk yeah. about, too, and, and bring up was one like when people say like, oh, well, well, why do we fight their fight? We've got so much on our plates as Latinos and we should focus on our communities and, and our kids in cages. And our and, and I'm like, that's true. All of those things are important. Street vendors are important. But like, again, like collective liberation. And I hate it that I have a fucking example to point at now. But now I'm always going to point to the elderly woman in Los Angeles who is actually a Mexican woman. Um, Someone that and, got beat up? Yeah, who got beat up. Yeah. And they were uh, throwing, throwing racial, racial, uh, racial slurs racial at her sl- thinking that she was she Asian. She was Asian. And they beat her and they there's this uh, no they beat the shit out of her crazy picture yeah. she's fucking purple all over she's swollen all over the face and it's it's awful it's fucking awful but i'm like that's why yeah that's why we have to hold space 
when Asian Americans are being fucking murdered by white supremacists. That's mm. why we have to yeah. hold space for those Asian women that were targeted in the fucking salons in Atlanta. That's why we have to hold space for the people who are being fucking drop kicked on their way to fucking church and the bullshit that happens in Frisco and all across the fucking nation and the world for that matter. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why we have to stand in solidarity so people know that like all over understand that like you can't perpetuate violence against any of us. Yeah. We're all coming for your ass. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? And when we do that, the motherfuckers are going to stop perpetuating violence against our communities, uh -huh. including white supremacists, including fucking politicians, yeah. including mm -hmm. all of the, the people and the things and the functions that continue to perpetuate violence against our communities, our minority communities. Mm -hmm. And again, I hate that I have that example. A Mexican woman was beaten to a fucking pulp because they thought she was Asian. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying, you know, saying anti-Asian remarks. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? And Asian mm -hmm. shit that's just disgusting and we don't even need to repeat. But yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? And it's just like, this is exactly why we do it, bro. Mm -hmm. But before we end our little uh, thing here, I did want to talk about what are the ways that we can help? Like we talk about, you know what I mean? All mm -hmm. this stuff and it's deplorable and we should be, you know, checking our relatives and we need to know our history and all that stuff. But like, I mean, I haven't been out there. Unfortunately, it's Monday through Friday. I'm at work eight to five. So, I mean, I know a lot of my brown berets, brother and sisters have been out in Oakland, San Francisco, Alameda, securing the city, securing the streets, mm -hmm. what's going on. So shout out to my brown beret, brother and yes, sisters in yes, Oakland. Definitely. You know, I love you guys. Mm -hmm. Appreciate Patrolling. you. Controlling, looking out patrolling everything like yep. you see some suspicious motherfucker be like who the fuck are you ready with their taser <laughs> you know anything and another thing is too though they my brown beret um capitana has been saying too and she really like pushes this for us to do is learn self-defense yeah learn mm -hmm. like there's classes also on zoom right now you know because still because of covid and I mean, if, I'll ask if I can share like you know the the link whatever to it and it's really helpful it's every Wednesday it's actual like this martial arts instructor who will tell you how to kick anyone's ass mm. in the rightfully way. I mean, thankfully right now I have Pat who's also, he's a veteran who he knows some type of shit. So I'm like, he's yeah. kicking my ass. And I'm kicking <laughs> your basic training. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. We'll call yeah, it that. Yeah. Just kidding. No, but anyways, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, there's little things that we can do also, but I mean, I know Nick, you have way more or, you know, more stuff that we can go ahead and do also. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, you know, building capacity, like, like how, how, you know, how am I supposed to show up for, you know, this community if, like, I can't even show up for my own? And mm -hmm. so it's like, I think the, the main thing is we have to kind of, you know, unlearn that that idea um, and realize, like, yeah, we're all busy. We have our, our own families, right? So, but we have to, you know, obviously take care of ourselves, right? Because, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you know, it's like you know you don't you won't last too long in the movement right you'll burn out and, and I've, hell that's yeah happened that's to me, me right, right now yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me right it's happened to all of us you know who have been in it so it's um i think that's really important to understand and it's like how do we so so then how do we how do we build our capacity how do we educate ourselves educate others mobilize activate um you know uh radicalize um and activate you know the folks around us so um i think that's number one it's like political education and political consciousness understanding that uh, you know the intersectionality of our histories and just like the continuity of our struggles between, um, you know, our peoples. So that's like number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two, I mean, I think like you were saying, it's like like for me, it's like the solution is is 
is it's mutual aid. It's like it's being out yes. there on the ground yeah. and and really like patrolling our neighborhoods because like we don't want cops here. Um, you know, actually we're patrolling to make sure like you know cop watching, making sure cops aren't 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 targeting or our... fucking shit up like always. Exactly. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so this is, yeah. And this is what I talk about when like, if we, if we create our own programs, right. Like with, with patrolling, escorting our elders, whatever it is, like that could be like one whole program where we're like, okay, you know, one of our elders needs a ride or needs to be escorted from here uh, at this time. So, so we're going to be there, but we're also going to be watching out for cops and making sure they're not, you know, um, you know, pulling over a black or brown person for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, escalating the situation. Shout you know? out to the hood squad. They fucking do that all the time yeah fuck uh-huh. yeah those are the homies jt shout out to you bro <laughs> um yeah so that that's that's my that's my my big solution yeah. is like creating these programs and making them sustainable for us you know so for really, the people by the people yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i'm always going like you know like not just showing up and like following you know an asian person to their car because they might not want that you know <laughs> like, so yeah right so really talking and building relationships with folks and not just showing up and prescribing and thinking like this is what y'all need so i'm gonna be here and give it to you even if you don't want it yeah that's um, called white savior mentality yeah. <laughs> that work either. i hate that yeah, shit. people don't talk yeah. about it uh-huh. that's but called it's white true savior mentality uh-huh. and I, I i say this often i'm like we don't need any saviors number one everything that i need for myself i have within me mm-hmm. i just need to unlock it yeah and number two the people who live in the communities are experts yeah because they're experts in the need mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. they're experts in the solution. They know what the need is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like give them the resources. And like you said at the top of the podcast, we'll figure the rest of the shit out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, like supporting, you know, Asian-owned businesses or donating to, to, to like, you know, orgs that are on the front lines. I think that's cool. Like, that's that's great. And, like, we... We need to be on the ground. We need, you know, it's like, I know that it's like a lot of folks are, are hesitant about this, um, you know, with the, with the virus and everything. But most of the work that we could do to build people powers outdoors and we could be mass mm-hmm. and do it in a safe way. But, you know, it's like really like, how do we think intentionally about our time and, you know, how we organize each other? Like, like, for instance, like I'm free after five, like I could go to, to an encampment and make sure like, you know, ask folks if they need help moving because there's a sweep, ahead, you know, in a few days, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But then, you know, like my friend, they work at night, so maybe they could cover like the day shift you know so like yeah. kind of thinking strategically about our time and our energy uh, and not thinking that we're in this alone but really like how do we kind of build connections so that we build organizational power and you know maybe not reinventing the wheel maybe there's an organization already out there that's doing the work that you could just join on and learn from you know um, but always thinking critically about the the, the mission and, and and the vision and how it builds solidarity mm-hmm. over that kind of idea of like you know it's this is this is for our community and not yours type of shit, you know? Exactly. Um, And also the internet's a big thing and you can just repost and reshare and everything. And mm -hmm. just by doing that, you're doing something. Honestly, I think that we're beyond that. I know, but I'm just saying for for people that are scared still because the virus, that's what they can still be doing. What I will call on, on our people to do. And I, someone else smarter than me said this. And so I'm just paraphrasing. They (laughs) said, um, you know, it's, it's time for action Mm -hmm. and everybody, um, you know, has different levels of capacity. But if we all started at giving two hours a week, yeah, find the Mm -hmm. capacity to give two hours per week, one hour to building yourself up as a person, because you showing up as a best version of yourself, 
um, is is going to build the community and then one hour to building up your community. So whether it be showing Mm -hmm. up to a meeting or doing an hour of volunteer work or, you know, whatever it is, but one hour for yourself, whether they go to therapy for one hour a week and that could be your hour for Mm -hmm. yourself and then join an organization that meets once weekly and you could join in on that organization and maybe, you know, do their zoom meeting or something like that, or give an hour to a food bank or the boys and girls club or whatever it is, whatever thing is important to you, whatever cause, whatever organization do one hour per week and start there. And once you start there, it'll be very easy for you to build your capacity from that. So I Mm -hmm. challenge everybody apart from the posting and you know what I mean? Thoughts and prayers (laughs) (laughs) is Uh like is to find the capacity of two hours a week, Mm -hmm. one for yourself. Like two hours straight together or one hour like on Wednesday, then one hour like on Friday. Even if you did, <laughs> like, hold on, because bitch, I'm busy. No, I'm, no, I'm saying, hey, look, for me, sometimes um, my one hour I give myself a week, I break it into fifteen minute intervals. Oh, okay. So I'll say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do fifteen minutes of reading to you know on this day because that's all like sometimes I have my kid and Mm -hmm. I'm like that's Mm -hmm. all I could get is this fucking fifteen minutes and and then you know what I mean and then I'll I'll. Another thing that I've been doing because it's for myself is I'm like, all right, I'm going to put the kid down and I'll give like, like I'll go and do like a shower or you know what I mean? Or not like for like getting myself clean or whatever, but just like to wash the day yeah. away. To you cleanse know? it. Yeah, cleanse yeah, yourself. exactly. And I'm like, this is part of my mm-hmm. time that I give myself. You know what I'm saying? So that one, sometimes I, again, I'll break that one hour of building myself up. Mm-hmm. I'll break it down into 15 minute interviews. Or maybe I'll do, you know, a 30 minute meditation one day and then 30 minutes of, of online therapy the next day or some, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. But I'm always within a week. I always have to look at my week and say, did I give myself one hour of building myself up as a person? Mm-hmm. How am I using one hour of my time to better myself to yeah. either gain more knowledge to gain more healing to gain more understanding whatever it is and then also give one hour per week to my community in some capacity Mm. so i like that i challenge everybody to just start there yeah we should do that Mm -hmm. like a challenge and put it on our instagram yes and start like should all the compadres and compadres out there (laughs) let us know how you are using up your (laughs) hour what are you doing how how are you taking care of yourself and how are you taking care of your community Mm -hmm. how are you showing up for yourself for one hour a week and how are you showing up for your community for at least one hour a week and some people are going to have the capacity to give more to one place or the Mm -hmm. other you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but i think if we we all start there that would really move the dial forward in the direction that it I needs like to. that well, at least one hour is already for me for the gym yeah that's your one hour <laughs> that's my one hour and you have the capacity to do more you probably do you know three or four days a week so you do four hours for yourself i do monday so through maybe, friday see <laughs> girl, girl i'm trying to get well, a you know megan stallion ass that's have what you doing, have you been doing the one hour for the community because maybe you need to just do four days a week community and then you find right the one hour for 45 minutes 45 minutes and then i'm always i got it yeah see uh-huh. we, we all have the same 24 but, hours you know and one thing that, that i try to do you know is is kind of you know understand that 
you know, self-care and like community work are both, you know, important. Right. And also like not separate, really. It's like, you oh. know, it's like if my community's not good, I'm not good. Exactly. If, you know, if I'm not good, my, you know, I can't do anything for my community. So, so understand. But you're part of the community. So if you're not good, then com the community's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and yeah, and that's like how it should be for everybody. Right. Like, like we should have an impact and, you know, everybody should be, have an impact and, and, you know, everybody does have power. Um, and so like, how do we hold Hold on to that energy um, and cultivate that energy within ourselves so that we could exercise that power when we're in whatever space and, you know, build it with whoever people are, are down with the struggle or whatever yeah. it is, you know. So, yeah, it's all it's all about that energy, you know, and really being conscious of of of, of how you spend your time and how you spend your energy. Yeah, uh, so important. Sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect place to get into our regalos y cargas. Are you familiar with regalos y cargas, Nick? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, gifts and baggage. No, yeah. Yeah. gifts and it. baggages. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it. So your rose and your thorn and just, you know, reflections on the week, the day, whatever you uh, want to give. But, well, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Miss Frenchie. I'm gonna now I'm like, you go first off. because Why you always me? take forever con todo. Why <laughs> <laughs> so short, always Damn. short. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm a little cranky because I haven't gotten sleep sleep. <laughs> I love how she like reflects on just herself. She's like, that's fine. I'm just cranky. <laughs> just cranky. I, like I am. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Self-aware, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. My thorn. So you can um, get an example, Nick. All right. Yes. We'll give you more time to all think right, about I'm it. Now. Yes, yes. My thorn is I cry for black mothers. Mm. And I just it just pains me. And I think that mothers in general carry a, like women and mothers carry like a big, a big part of the, the pain of people. You know what I mean? And, and, and just everything happening right now, you know, with state sanctioned violence against our communities. Like there's so many names that I could say, you know what I mean? Too many. Mm -hmm. And I just think that um, most especially like women and then mothers and then specifically black mothers, mm -hmm. like that pain is just so deep mm -hmm. and it's the scar is just and I just I I just want to say that I see you. <laughs> um, I pray for you and and I'm so sorry. And I just, I pray for all mothers and all of our communities, all of our community members that are hurt and hurting and, and healing, because that also is a very difficult thing um, to go through. So, and mm. we, we have so much trauma and there's, it's like compiled now, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and mm -hmm. there's every, every day, it seems like there's a new, a new hashtag, you know what I mean? But sitting in that grief for just a little bit and really going deep in that. I just, I really felt and I feel so much for black mothers and, um, and yeah, it just, that's, that's my, that, that's what's been weighing heavy on my heart and on my mind. Um, and my Rose, I, I use her so often, but she really is the, 
best thing ever. She's my best work. My daughter, Amelie, really just keeps me grounded. <laughs> she honestly, she's my best fucking friend. She's the realest one on the squad. Sorry, Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, not a bad, you know, yeah, person and, to follow up. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I, you have these really heavy moments and being a part of wanting to know what's going on and what's happening in our communities and you can't unlearn the shit that you know and sometimes mm. that weighs heavy on you and and um and man i can always count on my little partner in crime to like yeah. bring me out of a funk she's a little like, savage dude dude she's <laughs> savage. no i'll forever yeah, till this her. day and no not till this day till this happened on sunday and i'll remember this forever to the day she gets her quinceanera her whatever yeah, she- this little girl Okay, uh-huh. this little one, she's standing by her, you know, we're chilling at the car show, at, you know, with the, Shout they're, out the yeah, they're at Dick's this past Sunday. And then we're all having a good time. Next thing you know, this little girl was like, yanks her tooth out. That's already loose. Oh, yeah, she had a little loose tooth. But, you know, like kids, like when I was her age, I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to pull out because it was blood. You know, you see yeah, blood, you're yeah. little, you're like, oh, my God, you know, no, this little girl, boom, pulls it out. It wasn't that the reason Frenchie's tripping is because it wasn't that loose. Yeah, you know how sometimes no. kids are like, "Oh, yeah, my yeah. tooth is yeah, loose." Yeah, no, and like uh-huh. push it. Homegirl their- was like, "Boop, tooth you know, fairy!" Like, hello. Yeah. No. It was a little <laughs> bit. How much loose. money do you give her? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, it's a fairy. The tooth fairy, okay? The tooth fairy. But comes. I mean, how much is the tooth fairy paying her? The tooth fairy <laughs> is actually very uh, generous. The tooth fairy is very generous. Yeah, so that's <laughs> um, why she's poor. Yeah. And here's you know Thea Jackie, like going crazy looking for a bag. <laughs> yeah, but she was. It was like slightly wiggly, and she uh-huh. just pulled that bitch out. Dude, yeah, but it was so savage. quiet the way she did I it. Do that. <laughs> I yeah. just loved it. She just like matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, but it's like stuff like that. And then she, we're in the car, and the, again, this is still my rose because it. This is the reason why I love mm-hmm. my kid, and she can pull me out. Of <laughs> we're in the car, and she's like, "Mom, you think the tooth fairy is gonna bring me enough to get the meditation Barbie that I really?" Oh, want? that's what like, she kept saying. Yeah, so she <laughs> took it out because she already has plans of what she's gonna do with the money that the tooth fairy is bringing. So she's like, she's like one of those people that was like spending the stimmy money before it hit the bank account. You feel me? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's getting it on credit. She's Love one of those kids. But yeah. like, no, but that was a savage. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But you oh, know, yeah. I think the reason why she really, she loves the tooth fairy, I will say this. I am generous. The tooth fairy is generous. Especially, there was a, you know, her first tooth, that was a special tooth. So yeah, it was a yeah. big, you know, thing. Uh-huh. But she gets like special. I'll, I will go to the bank and find special currency. So whether it be like $2 bills or like the Sacagawea coins mm-hmm. or like something nice. like that. Mm-hmm. So like, and then when she goes to spend it, she she's like excited because they're like, oh, fancy. You know what I mean? Yeah, people get yeah. excited about uh-huh. $2 bills and that. stuff yeah, like that, sure. you know? So she gets really excited mm-hmm. about not just receiving the money, and you know? And then the Tooth Fairy always leaves a handwritten note and we Aww. have a special little doll and there's, it's a whole... F- the Tooth Fairy's doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely enough, the whole girl's going to be coming yeah. out. <laughs> so funny. Her little smile, though. I was, I'm sorry. I was watching an Instagram live and so mm-hmm. I'm not going to say because they're private, but they were like, is this white girl shit no it's just like no the shit i do with my daughter for the tooth fairy that's white girl shit (laughs) 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 minority folks don't do that i'm changing the narrative yeah i'm hella mexican i'm Uh hella mexican and i'd be like yeah your tooth is a star in the sky now like (laughs) so white. i was like my mom never said shit like that i like thinking back no my mom did i was lucky if i got a dollar we got coins i was like 
50 cents. Yes. <laughs> I would get a dollar or two. That's no. it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Man, kids nowadays have it hella lucky. I don't even remember yeah. what I would get. I don't know. Just, yeah. <laughs> I Did I right. get anything? I don't have to ask my mom about that. <laughs> she might just lie. Yeah, she he might. Like, call the yes. war writes yeah, the history books. True. I'm this telling you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. See, you know what? You made it long. I wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. Mm. I tap out. Go ahead. Yeah. Frenchie, your turn. <laughs> You're so dumb. Okay. Um, we'll start with Gargas. Let's see. Um, I guess just like how everyone else in America, yesterday our anxiety was up. And then I was one of those people that was like the what ifs, you know. And then I was literally heart. My heart was racing at my desk. And I know I'm not allowed to be on my phone. But here I am like sneaking my phone in. And, you know, everyone's texting like guilty, guilty. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I cried at my desk, mm-hmm. you know, and then, of course, that was a part of happiness. But just like how everyone it's like, but it doesn't stop here. You know, yeah. it continues. And unfortunately, again, there was two more shootings yesterday, you know, another baby, another, you know, black man, you know. So it's just like it's it's heartbreaking that, yeah. unfortunately, it still has to go on. It's still Derek shoving whatever he's he wasn't an example i don't think so because it's not gonna stop you know and anyways but that's a whole again another episode we can go on into um (laughs) but i guess uh mi regalo my rose i was telling this and with like you know with like the really close friends that we i have like you know sam and the other girls i was writing in my diary and then i haven't wrote in it for like seven months okay there's like a whole like hella pages like hella months missing obviously (laughs) yeah huge gap and then last year i wrote back in august how i wanted my own space how i just got fired from my job how my communication with my spouse wasn't there Mm. and now i was like damn and i look at myself now and i'm reading something way different i have my own place i have a new better job my communication with my husband it's way better than it was before She's and still I, working on it. Oh no, no, <laughs> it's still working. It's like always, obviously, always like relationships it, right? are always yeah. a work. It's uh-huh. a work in progress sure. all the time, it's and it's totally. not easy. I mean, fuck. There's for days sure. like I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. You know, <laughs> he's lucky he's still alive. But there's days that he's gonna kill me. You know, I mean, yeah. But yeah. relationships are not supposed to be easy. Yeah. You're always mm-hmm. gonna have your downs. You're always gonna go have your ups. Your in betweens. Your you know like what the fuck are you thinking moments? You know, but I mean. Now that I was thinking, it's like, damn, we really are magic. Not just the words that we say, but the words that we write. Mm-hmm. And that to me, was like, damn, yeah, like the whole manifest- manifestation. And and I was like, not that I was horrible at my parents' house, but it's just I wanted my own space. I wanted, like, to burn sage without my mom being like, what the fuck, Jackie, you know? <laughs> you know, like, why are you burning burn, the house, you I know? I would burn sage and my roommate would be like, are you smoking pot? Yeah, and that's like, what my mom would think, really? too, sometimes. Yeah. I'd be like, really, I can, yeah. So it's just nice to finally have that. And, you know, it's like it's coming along and it's like instead of going two steps back for me, it's literally going two steps forward. I'm not saying five because, you know, I don't want to move that quickly, but I have to go literally day by day. And I'm learning to not look in the future and think about the future. It's literally like minute. Yeah, I've learned and it's it's a still learning experience. But yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah, uh, baggage, I'd say stress. Yeah, I'm like, 
like work is kind of i mean I've, I've only been doing it for a few months but it's just like you know it's not profit you know as much as i love the food bank it's great <laughs> they just pile so much shit on your plate and expect you to do it um and Family so labor ain't free yeah <laughs> so you it's know i'm just wall. like staring at Honestly. a computer all day like my shoulders like are you know it's just like mm-hmm. i need i need like a massage like I don't know, like just to relax. Yeah, but. throw that out there to yeah. the universe. Yeah, <laughs> well, that sounds hella amazing. Well, next Instagram handle, yes. and you can slide in the DM. Let me know. <laughs> I, I got a homegirl that knows how to massage. His okay, <laughs> yes, I would love that. I, need, I mean, I have a, like one of those massage guns. Oh, but it ain't the same. It's not the same. It's no. not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, and you know, and and it's. And it's not just that it's like you know it's like that energy kind of like it, t- it it takes away from other things like being present with my family or you know um you know being being able to show up for my community as much as i want to you know and that's really hard like pulling back for me it's like super hard um so that's definitely a baggage that i'm trying to work through trying to figure it out right that balance um and gifts i'd say i mean there's a lot and i and i think it all kind of relates to to connection and like i don't know just like alignment synchronicity like whatever you want to call it it's just you know like in the you know my community work i'm just like meeting folks and or just like folks that i've been working with who like we have this like idea or i thought i had this brilliant idea and then they and you know and they'll say something that just like either like is similar to it or like just kind of complements and works with like what we're trying to do in just a really beautiful way mm-hmm. um and then even just you know outside of like organizing work is like you know just connecting with people who you know being able not as like you know kind of cautious with covid now i'm fully vaccinated but you know still meeting yes, with people me too. <laughs> <laughs> still meeting with people like outside yeah. and like 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 you know just meet up with folks who like i haven't talked to for a while and just kind of reconnected with and and then just like all these parallels in our lives and like the in, in the time that we've 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 been apart right and shit that i've never known about this person i'm like oh shit there's just like a lot of like you know kind of just similar vibrations and it's really cool just to see that um and see myself reflected in other people around me um i think that's really cool that's super awesome yeah thank you so much for coming on our little thank podcast. you Appreciate yeah. it. no this is fun i'm just like oh my god i'm here <laughs> <laughs> did we pop your podcast chair? yeah i mean yes. you know definitely you did um so you yeah you were great for a first time <laughs> drag cigarette you know. like. <laughs> i had great teachers we'll yes uh-huh. uh, well thank you so much for being on here with us and thank you so much for bringing all of your knowledge because definitely this is going to be one of those episodes that i like listen back to later and i'm like you know what i yeah. mean and i'm gonna be like yeah i, I didn't even fucking catch that no it's there like, it's good like, so but yeah um to all of our listeners you know you know it. what to do subscribe yes. write whatever you want not whatever but write good stuff about us on the on apple <laughs> podcast stuff five stars only five stars only i'm sorry guys i've been waking up at 4 45 every day right now so i'm like i need coffee right now in my life but i'm not gonna do that because i'm only supposed to have 600 milligrams of coffee so oh, oh my wow. goodness i <sighs> love it get yourself it's all about balance yes. but we will catch you on the next episode of eight through one comadres until yes. then adios ciao bye